Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. It's me, Kenzie Elizabeth. I hope you guys are having the best day. I'm excited for today's episode as always. Before we get into that, I just wanted to chat with you guys. Currently, my next door neighbors are getting hardwood installed. And like, yes, I did this last month. So now knowing how loud it is, I feel really bad. But also at the same time, I swear, guys, this has been going on for like over a week. Like, are they putting hardwood on their walls? Like, it, it doesn't make sense. We have the same kind of living area like their house is not much bigger than mine so i am just like very confused as to how it could possibly be taking this much time so anyways if you guys can hear that in the background i'm really sorry this morning i allowed myself to have more of a chill morning i've been getting back into my fitness routine i didn't necessarily go off of it completely but i just haven't been as consistent as i once was I think I'm also kind of trying to make myself do certain workouts that I don't really want to do. So I'm just learning like when, uh, you know, seasons change in your life and you need to listen to your body and realize like what you need. Sometimes that's a treadmill routine. Sometimes it's just a walk around the block. Sometimes that's Pilates or like maybe a Melissa Wood Health Flow, whatever that is, just kind of realizing what I need. And I think the same thing goes with routines as well, right? So when I am really focused and zoned in on something, it's really easy for me to be like, I'm going back to my 5 a.m. morning routine and I'm doing this, that and whatever. And, you know, that's not always what we need. And that's also not what always like serves us best. So like this morning, I'm very proud of myself because I listened to my body. I knew I needed a chill morning and I really wanted to go through this book. I'm I'll talk about it briefly because it's actually changing my life. I really wanted to go through this book and there's like questions and things you're supposed to answer And so I gave myself this morning a few hours to just go through that, do extra reading, extra Devo time, just kind of chill and relax. And I just feel so much better. Whereas opposed to before I was supposed to work out at like seven this morning and do a bunch of other stuff and just be go, go, go. But I just knew that that was not what was going to help me be my best me for today. So I'm proud of myself because as you guys know, I'm an Enneagram type three. I'm an overachiever. I'm someone who just deals with things by doing things. And, you know, it's hard for me to really chill sometimes, especially when I need it. But I made myself do it and I'm really glad and I'm very proud of myself today. So I hope you guys all do something today to make yourselves proud. Another thing I have just been thinking about is responsibility. I think one of the most attractive qualities in someone is when they're able to take responsibility of themselves, their actions, their reactions, you know, whatever that is. And I think 
you really can go through anything in life, but there's always responsibility on your end to take, even if it's like 2% of the situation. You can go through so many different things in life. And more often than not, you have some sort of responsibility in the matter, regardless of if that's just a fight with a friend or a fight with a family member or how you're thinking so negatively about yourself or whatever that is. There's always responsibility to take. And I actually think that's kind of liberating because it's it's nice to be able to take ownership because that gives you back some sort of control of like, hey, you know what? I messed up and this isn't who I want to be or this isn't how I am or, you know, I don't know why I reacted this way. I'm actually going to go figure out why I'm reacting this way and like do the work on myself and apologize and do whatever you need. But I've just been thinking a lot about responsibility just in this time of my life and how I'm also able to just take all of this time to like become the best person that I'm able to become and become the healthiest me I'm able to become and like the best friend, the best daughter, the best sister, the best like potential wife, mother, you know, whatever it is down the line, boss. And I've just been really loving that lately. Just like really diving deep. I know this is nothing like really new for me, but I feel like I've been doing it in a whole new way. Anyways, this morning, what I was reading, I will actually, I can't share the book yet because it's not out and I don't want to be disrespectful, but I will be having the author on, I think next month. She actually reached out to me and they sent me the book and I probably wouldn't have normally picked up this kind of book. It just wasn't really what I felt like I would read, but I'm having her on the podcast. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm really interested in this. And it talks a lot about attachment styles, which is what like kind of piqued my interest to begin with. If you guys are not familiar with attachment styles, they're so interesting. Morgan Yates originally told me all about them this summer. She made me take a quiz online. I learned mine. I'm the anxious attachment style. And it has helped me so much. I mean, I don't even want to say it has helped me this morning. Just the exercises that I was doing this morning has helped me so so much. I'm just so interested in this and learning so much about it. If you guys have not looked into it, I would definitely recommend like taking a quiz and learning whatever you can because the goal essentially is to become the secure attachment style. The beauty of this is that you are not like set in your ways forever. You're able to grow and become the secure. There's the anxious and the avoidant and maybe one other one that I'm forgetting, but basically you want to be the secure attachment style. And a lot of it has to do, pretty much all of it has to do actually with your upbringing. It's just so interesting. And this book is really like probably I've literally only read two chapters of it so far. And I want to say it's possibly one of my favorite reads as far as like nonfiction goes for 2020. It is so good. So I'm really excited for that episode that will be coming up. It's all about kind of like breakups and relational like attachment and things like that. And I think you guys are really going to love it. I honestly think it might be my most listened to podcast ever because I just see people sharing it so much because I am just learning so much. I'm so excited to have her on. I hope you guys enjoyed our book club episode with Brooke that went up on Monday. We read The Vanishing Half. I really enjoyed the book. If you guys haven't listened to it, you guys need to go listen to that episode. It was really, really great and also just great to catch up with Brooke and have her on again. This month's book club, we are reading with Lauren Elizabeth and we are reading for this month's book club. Guys, drum roll, please. We are reading We Were Liars with Lauren Elizabeth. I actually was talking to Lauren this morning. We're the exact same person. We were just sending audio messages for a few hours, but I am so excited to have her on. I'm so excited to read this book. I will give you guys a little summary as seen on Amazon. We are the liars. We are beautiful, privileged, and live a life of carefree luxury. We are cracked and broken, a story of love and romance, a tale of tragedy. Which are lies? Which is the truth? 
We Were Liars is a modern, sophisticated suspense novel from New York Times bestselling author, National Book Award finalist, and Prince Award honoree E. Lockhart. Read it, and if everyone asks you how it ends, just lie. This was by far the most requested book from you guys to read this month, and I think it's perfect because Lauren and I both love like suspense. We both went like love thrillers. That's for sure. And I feel like this will be a nice little kind of switch up, but not going too far away from books that we already like. So make sure that you guys are reading along. And then at the end of November, we will have our book club episode where Lauren and I catch up. We talk. We'll do like a normal episode. And then we'll also recap the book and do a little book club little episode, which I've been loving book club podcast episodes. And I know you guys have as well. So if you guys are reading it, let us know on Instagram. We can all read together. I'm so excited. Guys, I have something that you will absolutely love. So we already know the importance of skincare. We're talking routines in this episode. My skincare routine is such a staple every single morning. Like I will not, there is not a day that goes by that I do not do my skincare routine. And we already know the importance of it, okay? So whether you're worried about dullness, redness, fine lines, or acne, just trying to find the right treatment can be so frustrating. Now there's a simpler, smarter solution to skincare. Meet Rory. It's a digital health clinic for women. So you can do this from the comfort of your own home, which, you know, I'm such a homebody and I absolutely love. Rory is a sister brand of Roman. So like Roman, they make it simple to connect with a healthcare professional online and see if personalized prescription skincare treatment is right for you. All of this from the comfort of your own home. You can go on your phone or computer, complete a free online consultation, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed healthcare professional within 24 hours. And if appropriate, they'll prescribe a personalized skincare treatment plan that works just for you and your skin. With Rory, you won't even have to go to the pharmacy. Your custom skincare is delivered right to you with free two-day shipping. Guys, can I get an amen? Okay, I hate going to the pharmacy. If anything can be delivered to me, I'm all about it. So you can also follow up with a healthcare professional anytime if you need to make a change to your treatment or have any questions. They're with you every step of the way of your skincare journey. So with Rory, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. Go to hellorory.com slash I love you to try out Nightly Defense for just $5. It is free to chat with the doctor and your first order is just $5, guys. That is insane. Again, that's hellorory.com slash I love you. Eligibility requirements and additional terms apply. HelloRory.com slash I love you. Your first order is just $5. You have nothing to lose. Okay, hope you guys enjoy the rest of the episode and we will get back to it. Anyways, getting on into today's episode, I did want to say this does involve food. I know that food and just any sort of like dieting or eating plan or really honestly anything involving food can be such a touchy and tricky subject. It's a really hard thing. If you are someone who struggles with any of this, like, please don't put yourself through any of the torture. If you guys have maybe develop a healthier way of viewing food or something, maybe come back to this episode later. We also posted one on Monday so you guys can listen to that one. I don't want any of you guys to leave feeling down on yourself. I don't think anything that we say would make you guys feel that way at all. But I just know that food is such a tricky personal thing. And I'm always open to having different guests of different lifestyles and different ways of eating and dieting and whatever that is on the show just to kind of hear from everyone. So I just want to make sure that you guys are feeling your best and I don't want anyone to be kind of triggered by this or feel any type of way. This is just an episode kind of about nutrition and health and a little bit about Lauren's journey with the sorority nutritionist, which I'm really excited for. I've actually also been getting a lot of requests to have someone on the podcast 
involving some sort of like nutritionist or losing weight or whatever that is. And I know a lot of us gotten a little bit off of our health and wellness journey just through COVID and quarantine. And it's been hard and there's been so much going on. And maybe that just wasn't our number one priority. But I thought now would be a great time to have Lauren on the podcast. She makes being healthy fun and talks about this and switching kind of your perspective on it. She talks a little bit about her disordered eating and how she was able to regain a healthier relationship with food and eating healthy and what you're putting into your body. So anyways, without further ado, let's welcome Lauren from the Sorority Nutritionist on. I am so excited to have you on. We actually are wearing pretty much the same top right now. We came on and we were twinning and I just went blonde. I look very brunette on camera, but I just went blonde. So I actually am you right now, but I'm so excited to have you on before we get into a little bit more of your story, just living a healthy, balanced lifestyle. We're going to do hot seat. My favorite question. So what is your best purchase you've made under $100 in the past six months? Honestly. So I just moved to Boston about five months ago from Florida And it is like 45 degrees here this morning as we're recording this episode. And I am shook right now. So I actually went to Amazon and I actually redid all of my wardrobe and for like, you know, clothing and the sweater actually that I'm wearing right now. And I even got a pair of really, really cute boots. I got a pair of boots and I got this sweater on there for under a hundred dollars and it is fly. It's one of the sweaters she's wearing right now. And it's so cute. Mine is from Revolve and hers looks exactly the same as mine too. So I'm like, wait a second, I'm messing up. It is so cute. Also, I love Boston. One of my favorite cities. We were talking about this before, but I just think it's so beautiful. And also I love cold weather. So I'm actually like incredibly jealous that it's 45 degrees where you are this morning. It's actually been cooler in Texas. This week, it's like in 70s, 80s. And that's like way too warm for me. I want it to be cold. I need to I literally on the TV in my office, I will play like I always have like the fireplace on or I'll have like a snow, like snowy, whatever the YouTube loops are. That is what I do all the time. Okay, so let's talk all about you. Um, I want to hear just a little bit of your background, um, where you grew up, how you kind of even started to care about living a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. So I grew up actually in Massachusetts, even though like everyone I feel like on social media is like, Oh my God, you're in Florida all the time. Like, no, I actually grew up in the damn cold. And so I ended up going to Florida state when, um, I was going to college and I ended up joining a sorority. And when I joined my sorority, I truly kind of was just beginning college. I haven't found like that niche of friends and I played sports in high school. And I just was like, so so overwhelmed on campus, you know, moving from Massachusetts to Florida from like everywhere, everyone is liberal to like very conservative area. Like it was just very overwhelming. So I joined the sorority and unfortunately my freshman year, I gained 20 pounds, not like the freshman 15, I gained the freshman 20 and my self-confidence just took like a major drop. I honestly just like, didn't feel like myself. I wasn't fitting into my clothing. So then began the dieting and I began, you know, going on different diet programs and just doing literally anything and everything to try to get the weight off. And unfortunately that led me to really, really restricting my calories, like less than a thousand a day working out, feeling like, Oh my God, I have to be good. And I have to get in like a five, six mile run just to be able to drink with my friends later in the day for happy hour. And that just really evolved into me losing weight. But even at my lowest weight, 
I still wasn't confident in myself and I was obsessing over food. I was like totally all over the place. And it just reached a point where I was like, you know what? Like I'm not happy. And like the weight loss wasn't making me happy. And I just wanted to be happy and confident. And like, I'm in, I went to Florida state during like the James Winston era, which is when we won the national championship. Like I should be living my best life. So then I just really figured out that like, you know, food and weight loss and just your body has to be something fun. And that's where this whole idea of weight loss should be fun. And, you know, my entire kind of business came from because I truly believe that like life is so short. And I think COVID really brought that to the forefront for me. And, you know, you can have your dream body and love the way that you look and you don't have to give up carbs. You don't have to give up pizza or wine. How did you end up transitioning from the lifestyle of more so like restricting yourself to making it fun? Because I feel like that is, you know, such an obvious answer. And it's it's a lot easier said than done. And I know a lot of people live like in this very trapped mindset where any sort of maybe weight loss or just trying to live a healthier lifestyle, they end up putting a lot of restrictions on themselves and it ends up kind of being more shameful. Like how do you end up living with the mindset of this is fun, this is something I want to do and not being so hard on yourself? Yeah. And I think it comes down to the way we lose weight as females and in our culture to lose weight. We think of, you know, all the diet programs. Keto is so popular right now. Intermittent fasting, you know, cutting out whatever foods, juice cleanses. I always think of LA juice cleanses, that whole situation. But the truth is like, we need to be eating for weight loss the same way we want to eat to maintain our weight. Right. So if you are never going to have a glass of wine for the rest of your life, hell yeah, maybe cutting out wine for weight loss is going to save you a few hundred calories here and there. But as a college student, as a young woman, as someone who likes to be social, that's, that's just not going to work for me. You know what I mean? So I really, I really kind of, to get to that place where I realized food had to be fun meant I had to have to I I needed to have the foods I wasn't allowing myself to have. And then what's really important in my career as a dietitian and what I, what I think is so important in the field of nutrition is actually understanding what you're putting into your body, right? We think a slice of bread is like the, the biggest damn sin you could ever make. But it's like, do you know how many calories is in that vodka drink you're having? Or, you know, even in that piece of fruit that you're having, like our food, yes, foods provide different things. But like when you understand calories and what I call calorie awareness, you actually realize that we're kind of putting these arbitrary rules on ourselves, and we don't even understand why we're following the rules or the food rules that we have. Can you go into calorie awareness? I'm very curious about this. Yeah. So calorie awareness is not calorie obsession. It's not feeling like, oh my God, I have to track every single morsel of food I eat to be healthy and fit and understand what I'm putting into my body. But it's becoming aware of portion sizes and what's in our food. And if you have never, what I call a beginner babe, if you are a beginner babe and like truly know nothing about nutrition, you're like, I'm a hot mess express. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. Being able to track your food It's going to show you how many calories and carbs and proteins and all these buzzwords that you hear about what's in our food. You're going to start to learn that. And as you track your food more, our goal is not to have you track your food forever, but truly just understand what's in your food and what's on your plate and how many calories it's providing to you. Because calories are really just a synonym for energy. It's just the energy it provides to our bodies. And it's not something we can't have. I mean, I think we think if you're anything like me back in college, I was like, calories are bad. Like you have to avoid them, but calories are just energy. I mean, we need fuel for our cars. We need fuel for our bodies, but it's just the, the, how much we're having. That's more of the important point. I love looking at it that way as that being energy. Cause I feel like it becomes a lot less intimidating and like less restrictive or less like 
shameful for lack of a better word. I'm just thinking about people listening to this. And like, I think food can be such a touchy subject. And it's so like, it's just such a touchy, difficult thing to kind of navigate. I have questions though. Do you, okay. So like, what are your thoughts on like keto and intermittent fasting and stuff? Like, is that ever anything that you'd be interested in? Like that you think is okay? Or like, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So I don't align myself not just as a dietitian, but just in my own beliefs with like one diet camp, right? Keto, whole 30, paleo, I mean, insert whatever diet you may be following right now, listening to this. Those are just styles of eating. And some of them are, you know, quote unquote diet programs that, you know, have a start date and an end date where I really fall in the camp of, you know, finding what works for you. It's like the super corny answer. And you're like, why are you saying that? Like, that's like so cliche. But it's true. Like, there's no perfect diet. You know, obviously, there's non negotiables. If you want to lose weight, you have to eat less calories than what you burn. If you want to, you know, get toned and build muscle, you know, protein is going to be important and eating foods like chicken and eggs and turkey, you know, that type of thing. But at the end of the day, like, I am not pro or against any diets, but I'm against false bullshit information for sure. No, that makes sense. I agree. It's so, especially just living in my life for the past four and a half, five years it's like everyone's vegan. Everyone's like trying all these different things. And it's so interesting because it's like, I think different things have to work for different people because clearly some people do have good experiences and some people have bad experiences. So it is such an interesting thing. Like I think just finding like what works for you and what you feel the best at, like in even with like weight loss, it's like, it's one of those things where you're just wanting to be healthier and like be in the healthiest space. So if it's like with obviously the right intentions, like all like go for it in the healthiest way possible if you have a healthy mindset for it. So let's circle back a little bit to you starting your business. When did that happen? What did you go to college for originally? So nutrition. And so that's the wild thing. So I actually came in as a business manager at Florida State, had my whole like weight loss struggles. And when that happened, I actually switched my major a few times, fell into the dietetic sphere. I didn't even know being a registered dietitian was like a real thing. Um, So I did that. And then this was at like the height of my disordered eating. And I was like afraid of carbs and like secretly like afraid to even eat almonds in my apartment because I'm like, oh my God, the scale went up a pound. So I was at the height of that. And then to become a dietitian, you actually have to do like a dietetic internship and like similar to like physicians doing a residency program. So I ended up moving back to Boston. I did my master's of science in clinical nutrition, and then I did my dietetic internship. So I did all of like that schooling. And then at the end of it, I actually joined a private practice and got a lot of great experience there. But then my husband, my now husband, I'm just married. He's in medical, he was in medical school during, you know, this time period. And he actually had to move for his residency. So when we got that news, I had to pack my bags knowing I was going to move to Tampa for a year and then move up to Boston for three years and basically was in this limbo. And I always wanted to be in this online space because truly in college, I was pissed the F off that there was all this bullshit information online and I was confused. So if I'm confused as a nutrition student studying this stuff, I was like, you know, all of my sorority sisters are confused. All of my friends are confused. I'm sure there's other women out there confused. So that's what kind of created this idea of the sorority nutritionist, because I'm not saying every woman has to lose weight, but I know there's so many women out there that aren't confident, want to lose weight and do it in a healthy way. That's fun. And so that's where that whole idea kind of came from. And the creation of my business started. That's incredible. How do you kind of navigate through like false information on the internet? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's easier for me with my background and education, but like 
if you follow me on Instagram, I, I like to make things as simple as hell. Like I think we make weight loss and nutrition so damn confusing. So I actually have a three-step framework that I literally preach on Instagram every damn day. And it's for someone who, if you do want to lose weight, the first step is eating the right calories. You have to eat less than what you burn. The second step is balancing your plate and, you know, having half your plate veggies, a fourth protein, a fourth carbohydrates to make sure you get what you need. Um, and that makes eating out really, really easy because you have that foundation of a plate and not that sauces and fats and, you know, all these other things can't fit, but that's that foundation you want to make sure you have to stay on track. And then the final component of it is fun foods and really learning mindful eating. And, you know, sometimes I joke, it's not what's on your plate. It's also how much you're freaking eating of it. So, you know, learning that, that kind of is always what I ground myself on when I am like assessing information on the internet, but obviously doing your research is so important because there are so many accounts, unfortunately online that will just say something. And it's not based on science. And, I, and my, my clients send it to me, my followers send it to me. And then I'm like, I'm shook. And then I go on my story and you know, I'm not trying to tear that person down, but I just give it real. I always say like, we need some real talk in this nutrition space because there's so much confusing. Everyone's like contradicting one another, but it's like, what is actually true? And I think there needs to be more of that in this space. No, I completely agree. Cause it is so confusing. Like going from living in a very like health conscious city, it was just confusing because there's so many different people saying different things and a lot of it contradicts each other. And then you're sitting there and you're like, I don't actually know what is true. I don't know what I actually believe. But I love what you said about how like if you are a college student and like you are just planning on drinking wine regularly, like it doesn't make sense to cut that out just because that's, you know, part of your lifestyle, a lot of part of your social scene, whatever that is. So let's say I love how you share like Starbucks drinks and stuff online. Let's say I go to Starbucks every morning, which I go very, very often. What are some healthy Starbucks drinks or healthier Starbucks options that you'd recommend? Yeah. So obviously it depends on the time of year. I know it's like pumpkin city over here about to be peppermint mocha situation time. Um, so always, you know, to healthify or really when I say healthify, I mean, you know, for the women trying to, you know, save calories, not get as much added sugar, you know, kind of balance that out any higher calorie season seasonal drink, you can ask for less pumps of whatever sauce or syrup is in there. So most of Starbucks sauces are around, you know, 30, sometimes 45 calories, you know, give or take um, per pump. And they do have a good amount of sugar in them as well. I don't know off the top of my head. And then a lot of the syrups have like 20 calories, but they do have probably like 10 or 15 grams of sugar. I forget once again. So if we can cut out some of those pumps, I mean, some of those drinks have like six or seven pumps of those sauces and syrups, which add up to a ton of sugar and that will spike your blood sugar up. You're not going to feel full for long and get really hungry after and even could lead to more hunger later on. So that can save you calories and sugar in there. Also, what I love doing is any seasonal drink, instead of getting it in like a latte, like an ice latte or an iced coffee or, or not ice latte, an ice latte or like a hot latte, you could do it as a coffee. So you could just get like one or two pumps of that syrup get it in a coffee and then, you know, have whatever kind of milk situation you like. If you like cow's milk, if you like the, the, the popular oat milks are so popular right now, um, almond milk, all of that. And that can save you a ton of calories. That also probably saves you money, right? Yeah, it can occasionally. Sometimes I think they charge you for the different sauces and syrups and things, but if you stick to like one or two, like, um, I love doing like a toffee nut mixed with like, I think toffee nut and caramel are really popular to kind of blend together. It's so funny. So many people online post these as well. And I love getting inspiration and like people tag me in their stuff. I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't even think of that combination. And it's like so fun. No, I love, I don't know if you're on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? I'm not on TikTok. So actually I, not that I'm hating on TikTok, but I can't log on to my account. Oh, that's weird. They literally like 
Yeah. I like can't log on. So just a sorority nutritionist and I like see people tagging me, but like I can't log on. Um, but I do want to be on TikTok. It's so fun. You should make TikToks of your healthy Starbucks drinks because I love watching Starbucks drink recipe TikToks, right? And that would be like really incredible. You should really, you got to get this password. You have to get in. I do. Yes. TikTok. If you're listening to this, I need your help. Literally. Okay. Circling back again, you have a little bit of disordered eating as you're in school learning about, you know, nutrition. And that's such a hard, that's a hard thing to walk through as a whole. How did you end up actually switching your mindset to have a healthier relationship with food and eating, especially when that's like you're surrounded by that? So I've never publicly talked about this before. So this is kind of wild, especially because being so open on Instagram people have opinions. Right. And so I get a lot of haters at times. Right. Sometimes there are like troll accounts that comment on things being like, you're promoting eating disorders just for the inherent fact that I promote weight loss. But what's actually so wild is in my master's degree, I actually worked partially um, as part of my internship at an eating disorder clinic. And that experience was so jolting to me. It changed my life. And I, I never had an eating disorder. I definitely had disordered eating like so many of my friends and sorority sisters in college. And, you know, I think it's so popular in this day and age, but seeing the extreme of it and seeing kind of how much I had to help retrain or, you know, seeing, you know, my, my preceptors and, you know, dietitians, you know, how they coached and counseled in that capacity. It made me realize things about my diet that I didn't even realize I was disordered in. And I was like, oh my goodness, like that experience just totally changed the direction. And honestly, I don't know if I ever would have started the sorority nutritionist if I didn't go through that experience of seeing just the other side of really, really intense, bad disordered eating that was actually affecting, you know, women's health, you know, at the end of the day, because I honestly, as a dietitian was so shameful that I was struggling. Cause it's like, I'm a fraud. How can I ever try to talk and help someone else if I'm struggling and I don't even know what or when I should eat and I'm freaking out about shit. I think that's so powerful, though, that this is like what you ended up doing with dealing with something like that, just because it's like you really know what you're talking about. And you've also seen just a little bit of how it can be, you know, like harder and more difficult for people. How? Okay, so like, let's say you or one of your clients is in a place where maybe it's just kind of getting overwhelming. The food thing, they're like just kind of they're just struggling with it. Like, what is something that you would recommend they go do to like kind of get their mind off of it and also like reframe like healthy eating and a healthy lifestyle in a more positive way. Yeah. So as part of my group coaching program, we do actually weekly calls. And so anytime I say that you're like super struggling with something, you better bet your ass you're on that phone call with me so we can chat it out. And I think also it's so powerful to know that you're not the only person that struggles with this. Just like I thought I was the only person. I love being in a sorority and I love doing group coaching because you get to see everyone else has the same struggles that you think, you know, are so just focused on you, but it actually is, you know, everyone's struggling with the same thing. Anyway, if you're wicked overwhelmed with just everything going on with your diet and lifestyle, I think hitting that reset button, taking a few days off. And then, you know, even if you're tracking your calories at that point, take a break, put the phone down for a second and, you know, journal about what's important for you. What are your goals? And I think oftentimes women think that if they're not where they're at or they're uncomfortable with the place they're at right now, and it's not working, that it's never going to work for them. When in reality, sometimes we may be like overthinking it or making it more complicated for ourselves or, or just not having that belief that we can do it. And so 
it's kind of, I know in LA, it's kind of a normal thing, but over here on the, the East coast, it's sometimes hard for, for women to like journal and like really get in touch with their, with their personal thoughts. But I really think manifesting and thinking about what you want to achieve is so powerful to press that reset button. Then on Monday, I hate that whole diet starts Monday mindset, but then on Monday, have it be a fresh start and focus on getting in your three meals, doing some form of physical activity and really taking on one thing at a time. Don't try to change a bajillion things at your diet at once. That shit's not going to work. It's going to overwhelm you. And oftentimes it just leads to kind of this burnout and dieting, you know, this, this cycle of dieting. We have to just focus on one thing at a time and really manifest and believe that we can do it. I love that. With I think health as a whole, obviously, it's so broad. There's like mental health, there's emotional health, like spiritual health, all of that stuff. What are other things you do outside of eating and exercise for yourself to like live a healthy lifestyle in all areas? Yeah, so definitely low Real Housewives, Beverly Hills, or, you know, really housewives, let's be honest, having my outlet and like, I'm on social media, the internet, like all the time. And like, yes, it's being in front of another screen, but like having your outlet, having your real housewives, whatever it is, is so important. And that's always been a staple for me and just getting active. I mean, I have two dogs. Like I always use the time in the middle of my day. If I have like a wicked busy day, I'm super stressed. Like I take my dogs out always in the afternoon. And that's my time disconnected Same. from my phone. Like I just have to think. And that time to think honestly is always my like midday reset. That's something that recently I've really implemented, especially because I just recently got my second dog and he's a puppy. He's huge. So fun. But I find for myself just on a day to day, I, I work from home as, anyways. So I'm always at home, always on my phone, like my phone, my laptop, whatever, doing a bunch of stuff. And midday, I'll hit like a midday slump. And I'm like all of a sudden overthinking everything and, you know, whatever that might be. And I have started just going on like walks in the afternoon, even if that's just like a 15 minute around the block thing. And that completely refreshes me. Like that is my biggest like day to day game changer right now. I can't even stress that enough. It is so helpful. So, okay. You're starting this business, right? You are coaching. How did you start gaining clientele? Were you always doing it through social media or was it like word of mouth, friends you knew, family members, things like that? Yeah. So what is actually completely buck wild is, so I started the sorority nutritionist April of 2019, I think, or April 20. Yeah, I think 2019. I can't even remember. Oh my goodness. Anyway, when I started it, I actually just started posting on Instagram and I got really niche and really just started to share a lot about my journey. And then really it kind of had a domino effect from there where I would, you know, post certain things. I realized women and the, and the women that follow me, they love the Starbucks swaps. They like love these certain things. And I really just tried to help my followers and help them lose that last 10 pounds or, you know, focus on different things. And that's where you know, my method and framework is so much of what I post now because I'm super passionate about it. And I think like, this is the solution that is going to help you lose weight. And, you know, I've worked with hundreds, you know, probably in the thousands now of women and coached them. And then really it kind of evolved from there because what was really cool and, and important for me is creating a community. And for the women that I serve, you know, being able to share their success, not in a flashy way, but in a way like, look, this is a real woman. This isn't some celebrity endorsed diet that, you know, some really rich celebrity had with like a trainer and, you know, a chef cooking for you. Like, no, these are real women 
And yeah, some weeks they don't lose weight and that is freaking normal. And I think that really has helped me grow my message and grow the sorority nutritionist because I'm not here to sell bullshit. I'm here to sell the science and the truth, make science sexy, right? Um, but really just make it fun and real. What are some of your favorite ways to get exercise? Ooh, so shamelessly with this coronavirus situation, I did buy a Peloton. I wanted to, but it was on back order for seven weeks and I'm so impatient, so I couldn't do it. So we bought it and they said like eight weeks to deliver. We called and they delivered it sooner and thank the Lord because that saved us during like the intense lockdown stuff. In terms of activity, so like the Peloton, I usually like strength training and going to the gym and doing like that type of stuff. That's just like what my body responds best to. I used to be that cardio junkie and like elliptical 45 minutes. Like that is my worst nightmare now. Like you could not pay me enough money. I don't do anything I don't like. And I'm really in tune with my body, which I think is important. Like if obviously like you have to show up, like if you never show up to the gym, like girlfriend, like you can't expect results. But at the same time, like if like, I'm just really not feeling it, like I don't force myself to go to the gym. Like I used to, like that's not a healthy mindset either. Yeah. I love working out and I started working out very seriously, probably about two years ago. And it really was a lot more for like mental health than it even was for physical health. I grew up in North Texas. It's like the most, one of the most competitive regions for sports. So it's like, I did that growing up. And then I kind of went back to working out and it's really just been like for the past two years for me that I've been able to keep it consistent as I do things that I love. And then I was in LA and like, I was that hot Pilates girl. I was there every single, literally every single morning. Like I, actually just texted the owner like literally right before this like that was like my jam also worked so well for my body like I am still I haven't been since I like since before lockdown and like my body toned up so much and it was just the best experience I will say the hot Pilates workout is the hardest workout I've ever done but it's not this it's one that I enjoy it's not just this like crazy cardio thing that I don't really love and then I started doing like I'll do Melissa Wood Health and things like that at home and it's like I've realized that a lot of these workouts that I really enjoy are not like these crazy hit workouts or whatever, because that's just like not really my thing. But I see incredible results from it. So I feel like I looked at exercise for the longest time as like, oh, I have to go do this hit workout that I hate and like I don't even enjoy. And that's the only way to get results. But like that couldn't be further from the truth. Like I know people who literally just go on walks and do Melissa Wood Health and they are like they look and feel incredible. And so I think it's really important what you said about like doing exercises that you like and in order for things to stay consistent in your life, like you have to actually like it. And if you stay consistent with something you hate, like you're just going to be miserable, you know? Yeah. I always say like, you know, women always ask me, can you write me a meal plan? Like as a dietitian, that is the one question you always get. And like why meal plans don't work is because, you know, if you have this meal plan and it's like, doesn't have foods you like on it, like, of course you're not going to do it. And I think the same is with exercise. You could have like the best personal trainer, write you a workout routine, but if you freaking hate it, you're not going to do it. And I'd rather you do it consistently. And maybe it's not the quote unquote perfect workout, then, you know, you never do it. Like that is so important. And really with my, my thoughts as a dietitian, I actually have a whole mom mantra, food first, exercise second. And I think food has to come first, especially when it comes to weight loss. And 
And like, that's a non-negotiable thing you have to do every day. Like, I'm sorry, girlfriends, like you have to eat, you know what I mean? And the exercise is important, but it shouldn't be more important than the food piece of things. And so with that in mind, it actually de-emphasizes how many calories you have to burn in the gym and, you know, going to the gym every day, no days off, two a days, like that whole mindset, because that's not a healthy mindset in my opinion. I think it's much more about doing things that you enjoy and supplementing your healthy lifestyle with this planned exercise. Oh, I completely agree. I want to go a little bit into kind of your day-to-day routine. Are you a morning routine person at all? Oh, I so am. Please share it from start to finish as much detail as you can possibly give. Yeah. So like literally my husband says I'm psycho because so he has to be in the operating room at 6 a.m. So that means he's getting up at like 5 a.m. Like craziness. Me, I work for myself. I could start my day at 10 a.m. if I wanted to, but no, my crazy ass, I get up at like 6 a.m. all the time and I can't sleep in because I always do that. Partially probably because of him waking up early um, and I have dogs, but whatever. So I wake up in the morning. I have an espresso, love my Nespresso, always get that done. I immediately take out my dogs. I have a coffee. And on days I do go to the gym. I love working out in the morning. It just like manifests the rest of my day. I say with my clients, like, Not that you have to work out in the morning, but like when you do, even before you start your day, it makes my work better. It makes my mind clear. I think it motivates you to eat healthy, honestly. If I work out in the morning, I'm like, oh, I don't want to like eat bad. I was already like so healthy this morning. Like I'm going to keep it going. So I always do that. The only struggle is like Peloton in the morning. My hair gets wet. And like I literally plan my workouts around my hair because I hate washing my hair. No, me too. Especially my hair a cut, but my hair is usually like so long. Yeah. So that's what I usually do in the morning. And then I start my day. I sit on my ass. I work, um, and do all my things for the sorority nutritionist and you know, then take a break. But I love just doing like most of my things in the morning. My mind is fresh, like any like content creation or like really high level things for, for the business side of things. I always do that in the morning because my mind is most clear. I could not agree with that more. I love waking up early. I love working out in the morning. It sets me up for success. I'm in the best mindset. I'm in the best mood. I'm more productive. I have more energy throughout the day, which you would think would be the opposite. But no, I just am way more like I'm just way more like almost on fire for life because I went and worked out that morning. Also, just that strong sense of accomplishment early in the morning. There's just nothing like it. There really isn't. I just I love it. Okay, I want to hear some of your favorite go to meals. Like what are the meals that you are constantly eating, constantly making, and enjoy the most. Full disclosure, I may be a dietitian. I am not a chef. I think there's this big misconception. Like I eat these exotic meals. Like actually, true fact, my husband is a better cook than me, and he has no culinary training. I don't know what the f happens. I got lucky, ladies. Honestly, like really simple meals. If you are like balling on a budget and like don't kind of have a lot of cooking skills, like get some microwave rice. From your cabinet, like brown rice or quinoa. They even have like Trader Joe's, the frozen ones, like makes your life so damn easy. I love my air fryer. Oh my God, a lifesaver. Any protein in the air fryer, it could be a high protein veggie burger. It could be chicken. You can marinate it with barbecue sauce. I know you're in Texas, like delicious. Do that. Even like homemade panko chicken with like egg and a little bit of, you know, panko breadcrumbs and you know, whatever seasonings you're in the mood for. That is so good. And then, you know, sauteing veggies on the stove top is so easy and like a little bit of olive oil or avocado, coconut oil, and then boom, you have a meal. Like literally had that last night. I am also such a big fan of Mexican food. Like Taco Tuesday is my day. That is my day. Um, so anything like tacos with like ground turkey and you can load up like so many veggies with it. Like I'm just so into it. Also the Trader Joe's 
little little rice bags that you're talking about. I literally love those. Okay. Lifesaver. Literally lifesaver. It's so, so easy. The last thing I want to ask you to kind of end off this episode on is what is your kind of just biggest piece of advice for confidence within young women? I think we value our weight as our confidence. And what I wish I knew back in college when I began my journey. Now, don't get me wrong. When you are in a body that is maybe heavier than what you like. Episode. I love you guys so much. You have to buy a whole new wardrobe. I mean, that shit is stressful. I get it. Book club, book, everything should be on the Instagram if you guys are interested in any of that out. I love you guys so much. And you can want to lose weight, but still love yourself at the same time. And I think we have to remember that losing weight may give you some confidence and make you feel better, enhance your life. But our weight loss isn't going to be our confidence. I wish I knew that because my lowest weight, I was like the shittiest version of my Lauren self. Like I was not the, the person I am now. I wasn't confident, but you may not be the skinniest version of yourself. And you don't have to be the skinniest version of yourself to start being your best self. It's about feeling confident and your weight loss journey should be more focused on the confidence piece and less about that number on the scale, because you have to genuinely like the way that you look. And you may even get to the place where you're losing body fat and gaining muscle and the scale is not changing like you thought it would. And you're never going to be that, that high school weight at the end of the day. You know, that might be unreasonable for you, but Stop focusing so much on the scale and focus on how you look and how you feel and improving that confidence. Thank you so much for coming on. So where can they find you? Yes. So I love my Instagram story. Good God. Um, you can find me at Instagram on Instagram at sorority.nutritionist. And you can find me on the web at the sorority.nutritionist.com. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I love you guys so much. Guys, do not forget to pick up our book club book. Everything will be on the Instagram if you guys are interested in checking any of that out. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you next week.